This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. And Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Greetings and welcome to our second contest in the 2019 Podcasters Cup. This is the FA Cup quiz tournament where podcasters and bloggers go head-to-head in testing their Premier League quiz knowledge. The winner moves on to round two. The loser, sadly, is eliminated. Game two sees us with another Tottenham Hotspur fan and a Chelsea fan. From Huntsville, Alabama, he's the writer and blogger of the Tottenham Hotspur World Blog, has featured a few times on our show, including our North London Derby specials, and he's the man who's still checking the official rules on a handball. Arm, shoulder, who knows. Please welcome Mr. Will Rivard. How's it going, bud? Uh, it's as well as expected, you know, uh, tough tough uh way to lose yesterday but you know uh sometimes in life the bounces just don't go your way in several things but i am uh moving on and wearing my green uh spurs shirt today because this is a cup competition so why not uh, put that on good good uh good thoughts there as well on on spurs's demise i'll take it our second contestant is considered by listeners as one of the cup favorites he's the creator and host of the on the counter podcast the man who took his solo victory against boyce in our fa cup special and has once again called on mr bielsa for the answers to today's podcast planning or cheating who knows it's mr drew pels how are you bud i'm doing well thanks james uh if you're not cheating you're not trying so bielsa he is my uh, Lord of Light, as we would say. <laughs> Lord of Light. <laughs> wow, which way is this going to go? Anyway, I guess we'll see. Uh, so the format is a little different to our regular shows in that we have mostly quiz questions, but windows of opportunity to debate certain topics. And round one is a game of fact or fiction. So from the most recent EPL season, I'm going to give each of the guys in turn a statement. All they have to do is tell me whether the statement I read is fact or fiction. So like true or false. Uh, each contestant will get about 10 seconds to provide an answer. And uh, each question is worth roughly two points. I'll say roughly two points. It is two points. All right, let's get this show going. Will, you are up first with this one. Mauricio Sarri's effect on Chelsea was almost instant when he joined the club, registering 14 games unbeaten at the start of the 2018-19 campaign. Fact or fiction? I believe that's fact, actually. Unlucky, but no, it is false. It was only 12 games unbeaten. And a funny story here, Spurs were the club that stopped that with a 3-1 win in November. So unlucky there, but no points points in that one. Drew, this next one is for you. Since Harry Kane's absence from mid-January, Spurs went on to win their next four EPL games without him. I'm going to go with fact. Yes, that is fact. Nice work, bud. And that'll get you on the board with two points there. So nice work on that. Let's talk a little bit about Harry Kane here. Just a, just a little sidestep. Obviously, we saw he did start in the Champions League game yesterday. Drew, in your opinion, was that a good call? Or should they have picked someone like Lucas Moura, who was more in form? Well, I would not have gone with Kane. And this is not Monday morning quarterbacking. I said this before the game. I said this when he was out. I think Spurs are a better team without him this year especially when they've had uh, Son to come in. He scored huge, important goals, including uh, goals you mentioned in the question to me. He scored a a couple winners in there. Mm -hmm. So I would have not gone with Kane. And especially you've seen, historically, he's a pretty slow starter, both in August 
This year, I know he finally uh, nicks that one and scored a goal. But when he comes and starts the season, but also returning from injury. So I would not have gone with him. But you know what? You can't blame Pochettino. Harry Kane is one of the best strikers in the world. He's captain of England who went to the semifinals, and now they're in the Nations League semifinals. So you can't really blame him. You have to put him in the game. Mm -hmm. So anyone criticizing Pochettino for that, I think, is just utter nonsense. Interesting. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on that? So I do kind of agree with Drew on that. Um, I think, you know, from a purely fitness side of things, I was shocked that him and both Harry Winks started Mm -hmm. uh, as both have been out with the you know lengthy absence with injury um and i think with the with the um possibility of this going to 120 minutes and penalties i would have rather kane come on in the 60th minute and and, and like we've already talked about lucas mora being in form you know and and again this is all easy to say now because it didn't work out but i mean again as a spurs supporter you have to trust pochettino but it's tough to bring a guy off like Lucas Moore who just had a hat trick you sure. know, last time out in the Champions League. So, sure. Yeah, it is always going to be a tough call, and we always kind of knew that this uh, decision was going to be hard for Pochettino, but uh, hey-ho, I guess uh, I guess one can always ponder that. Uh, Will, this next one is for you. Spurs only collected one point from 15 during their stretch from Burnley in February to Liverpool at the end of March. Is that true? Uh, that's... That's got to be false. It's true, actually. Would you believe wow. it? Yeah, that was probably, for a Spurs perspective, that was probably the roughest one they had in part of the season. One point from 15. I don't even know what the stats are. It was a loss there, a loss here, a loss there. But, yeah, just one from 15. And that one point uh, was against That's Arsenal. It. Yeah, thanks, Bomiang. <laughs> 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 Love it. All right, Drew, this next one is for you, bud. Eden Hazard managed to register 16 goals this season, the same amount he registered in the 2016-17 campaign. Is this for all competitions or just the Premier League? Uh, just EPL. I'm going to go with true or fact. It is fact. Yeah, nice work, Berg. Yep, that'll get you those next two points there. Nice work. Uh, let's talk about Eden Hazard here for a second, Drew. So he's clearly now on his way to potentially Real Madrid. Uh, how are Chelsea going to fare without him? Well, it's definitely not going to be as good of a team, that's for sure. I mean, Hazard has been hes been the best player this year and in many other seasons uh, in his time at Chelsea. I think the biggest thing really is what's going to happen with Sarri because Eden Hazard's been out the door for the entire season. Even last year, there were rumors about him leaving and the transfer ban is going to be another big thing. So I think those are really even more serious questions as to what's going to happen with Chelsea next year. The good thing is they do have Champions League. So if they're not banned in the transfer window, they can try and go sign someone. It seems as if Real Madrid is going to pony up quite a bit of money even though he only has one year remaining, which, of course, I'm happy about. So hopefully they can use that to go and find someone else. I think they need a striker. I would love to see Mauro Icardi come in. I know he's got his off-field issues and and everything like that. But you know what? For two, three years, I think he can make it happen. So uh, we'll have to just wait and see, really. Mm-hmm. I agree. Wait and see. Uh, Will, this next one uh, is for you. Despite Arsenal's lackluster away performances, the Gunners still managed 16 victories at home. Is that fact or fiction? That is fact. 
Oh man, no, I'm sorry, it's false. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, it was just 14, so it was a real close mm. one there, kind of a teaser. Uh, on Arsenal, real quick, your uh, your thoughts on their campaign moving forward, prospects, so to speak. You know, as far as their campaign, I think they have to be extremely disappointed to not qualify for the Champions League because we we basically, you know, Spurs. Speaking of Spurs, you know, I think that's the most losses for a team to oh, we had this year for a sure. team to qualify for Champions League. So, I mean, I, if I'm Arsenal, I'm, I'm really disappointed. And I think what they have to do, you know, that beatdown they took to Chelsea the other day is is pretty frustrating. I think they've got to, you know, get some central defenders, unfortunately, for them. Because the guys they have between Socrates and uh, the other Jokers is just not cutting. So, I mean, <laughs> but first year under Unai Emery, you know, got to be disappointing not to qualify. Because you had the league and you had... Europa League and you, they couldn't get it done mm-hmm. that is that is true yeah alright Drew this last one uh, is for you Manchester United finished this season with a goal difference of just plus 16 whereas last season they finished with plus 40 is that fact or fiction that seems a little high I'm going to go with fiction nice bud yeah you're on a bit of a roll here that is absolutely correct and that'll get you uh, get you those two points. A uh, little question for you on Manchester United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I asked the other guys this, uh, was he the right man for the job moving forward or was he a bit of a kind of jump-in-the-gun situation, so to speak? You know, I think at the time he felt like the right decision because of especially the comeback against PSG in the Champions League and, of course, adding that on top of their uh, magical run in the league. Sure. But, you know, I kind of think that this is... It's almost like the Disneyfication of everything else that we see, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is yearning for nostalgia and, and the good old times in the past. And so I think Solshire, it felt like that to people. When, sure. Whenever you heard, we need a club guy, we need someone who knows the club. Well, Sir Alex Ferguson wasn't a club guy before he arrived, and he was just fine. If you go away to other teams, right, Pep wasn't a club guy before he got to City, and on and on down the list we can go. So... Again, it made sense at the time emotionally, but I think logically looking at it, there was really no reason. His track record in no way showed that he could rebuild a team and in no way showed that he could really have success in the Premier League. And especially with the group of guys they had or have now still, there's just so many other problems in the team that I think anyone who took the job could have had the new manager bump and then fallen off hard like he did. And then for him, it just, it looks really, really bad because of how amazing they were for those two months or whatever it happened to been. All right, let's go ahead and move on to section two of our quiz, which is a new game, which I like to call In the Hot Seat. In the Hot Seat. And how it works is very simple. Each person is going to get 45 seconds to answer up to eight quickfire questions on the Premier League season as possible. Uh, Each question is worth one point. And Drew, you are going to take the hot seat first. So, bud, are you you ready to go? Yes, I am. All right. Your 45 seconds starts right now. After Eden Hazard, who is Chelsea's second top goal scorer this season? Pass. Pass. Okay. How many points did Manchester City collect this season? 98. Correct. What was the color of Tottenham's primary away kit? Blue. Uh, I'll take it. Yes, it was dark blue. Uh, which team was the last confirmed team to be relegated this season? Oh, 
Pass. Pass. Okay. Which position or what position did Wolves finish on the table? Seventh. Correct. Who is the current manager of Leicester City? Brendan Rodgers. Correct. Which team finished fifth this season? Uh, Arsenal. Correct. And where do Crystal Palace play the home fixtures? <laughs> Two seconds. One. Selhurst uh, Park. All right. I'll allow it. It just squeaks it in there. Yeah, nice work, bird. Yes, it is Selhurst Park. Uh, the other question, you didn't quite get the first one. It was Pedro. Pedro uh, was the second top goal scorer. And the other question you passed on, which one was it? I think you got Cardiff. The, the Cardiff one. Cardiff, uh, that's, that's right. Yep. I was going to say Fulham, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> yeah, it was Cardiff City, uh, the last confirmed team. But nice work there, bud. Got a little bit of momentum towards the end there. All right, Will, we are over to you next, sir. Are you ready to go? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Your 45 second starts. Right now, after Harry Kane, who was Tottenham's second top goal scorer this season? Son. Correct. Where did Chelsea finish this season? Third. Correct. What was the color of Manchester United's third kit? Pink. Correct. Who is the manager of Burnley FC? Sean Dyche. Correct. Which lower table team manager was given the sack on 3rd of December? Pass. Which Senegalese Liverpool player joined Mo Salah as the Golden Boot winner? Mane. Mane, correct. How many goals did Manchester United score against Cardiff in Oli's first game in charge? Uh, pass. Pass. Where does Southampton play their home fixtures? St. Mary's. Correct. Uh, let's go back to the question past. Uh, who is the current manager of Burnley? F- nope, that wasn't it. <laughs> oh, your time's this part anyway. <laughs> oh, Leicester. Oh, man. Which lower table team manager was given the sack? Was it Leicester? Uh, which manager? Which person? Oh, which man? It, oh, it, shit. It, <laughs> It was Mark Hughes uh, on that one. Um, I think you got the rest of them. Uh, no, the last one was how many goals did Manchester United score against Cardiff? Uh, it was five. Five against mm-hmm. Cardiff on his first game in charge there. But nice little rally there. Like I said, got a couple points on the board there. So nice. Nice work on that. Let's go ahead and move on to our last game of the contest, which is a fan favorite. Uh, it is player profile. So the same game as we play in our regular season show and the same rules apply. So I'll be providing five different clues to a Premier League player. First person to shout their name and correctly guess that player wins their two points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect answer will freeze you out. For this contest, the clue to these players is Englishman. Englishman. This translates to, probably guess this, uh, players who are officially English nationals who love to play the beautiful game. Guys, we ready to I'm do this? I'm going with Declan Rice. <laughs> <laughs> he's already jumped in there. Nice. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's one for debate. Um, he's, he's my answer for all five questions. I'm saying it now. And you'd be right. Congratulations. You take the quiz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Here we go then with player number one, who is a striker. Is 32 oh. years of age. Has once lifted the EPL trophy. Will. Yes, Will. Peter Crouch. Uh, it is not. No, unfortunately not. So that does mm. freeze you out. So, Drew, these last two clues are for you. Plays for Leicester City. First uh, name is Jamie. Jamie Vardy. Bam, there it is. So, yes, he's always having that party. And that is correct. That'll get you those two points. Nice work on that. Uh, all right, player number two. Scored 17 goals this season. Used to play for Liverpool. Wears the number seven shirt. Now plays for Manchester City. Will. Yes, Will. 
Raheem Sterling. Nice. There it is. Yes, Raheem Sterling is absolutely correct and it'll get you those two points. The last clue on that one is first name is Raheem. Raheem Sterling. So good job there. All right, player number three plays for Spurs. And Drew. Good, yes, Drew. Harry Kane. It is not Harry Kane. No, and that does freeze you out. All right, Will, sit back, relax, enjoy these. Here are the other clues. Uh, had an injury setback this season. Has four letters in his last name. Is a midfielder. First name is Delhi. <laughs> Ali. That's a, that was a tough one, though. Because I could have been him or Eric Dyer up until the very end there. Well, actually, you think Harry Kane too? Honestly, I think the three of them in there could have uh, could have been it. Right. Yeah. Well, except for the except for the midfield thing. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. But uh, nice work. You got it there. Uh, Daily Alley was the answer. All right. Uh, player number four was born in Birmingham. Has been with his club since 2010. Plays as a striker. Plays for Watford. Will. Drew. Yes, Will. Troy Deeney. Bam, there it is. Yes, Troy Deeney is absolutely correct. And it'll get you those two points. Uh, The last clue on that one was first name is Troy. What a guy. What a guy. All right, guys. uh, Let me tell you, the points are very close. So this last player might decide it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man so nice deep breaths guys make sure that white and when, and when you say might you mean it will well you know <laughs> i don't want to make the stakes that high but yes all right guys nice deep breaths here we go player number five did not feature in the england world cup squad was recognized for his free kicks this season has two words in his last name will drew yes will james madison it is not James Madison, no, and that does freeze you out. All right, Drew, these last two clues are for you. Uh, plays for Southampton, and his first oh. name is James. James Ward-Prowse. James oh. Ward-Prowse, there it is. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And that'll get you those two points. And guys, that is the game. And let me tell you, this <laughs> this is down to the wire, because Will, if you'd have got that last one, you'd have taken the win, bud. Uh, it was mm. literally that close, but unfortunately, <laughs> that was not the case. Drew there snuck in there with the overall win. The overall point score here was Drew came away with 15. Will Budge, you got uh, 13. <laughs> it was oh that my close. God. Unreal. Unreal indeed. But Drew, bud, congratulations. You officially come away with the win. How do you feel? I feel very relieved right now because when I buzzed in for that last question, I was not going to say James Ward-Prowse. When you said two names, <laughs> I thought Trent Alexander-Arnold. Ah, so, Will, there you go. <laughs> Will, thank you. I appreciate it. You helped me out there. You were the best player on my team at the end. Thank you, Will. <laughs> I just gave you a little hand there. You know, a little bump. Let me. Or, uh, or maybe it bounced off my chest first, and then my hand. I don't know. <laughs> Love little. Hey, cross. that's fine with me. Love it. Little, I'm, all about, uh, I'm all about results. Little points for clarification. Will actually got 12, but it still was uh, was still that close. If Will had got the two there, he would have got 14. Drew would have been left on 13. So again, it would have been literally that close. Oh, that was that was awesome, guys. Uh, anyway, Will, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your uh, your blog, if you will. Um, how do we uh, read your stuff? What's the best way and all that jazz? Uh, yeah, guys, I um, do the Tottenham Hotspur World uh, site where I cover um, everything in the world of Tottenham Hotspur, you know, going, starting with the first team, also the Spurs ladies, 
and the various youth uh, teams at Spurs, whether it's under 23s, under 18s, um, stuff like that. Uh, we also focus on um, Spurs supporters from all over the world. So I try to do to interview Spurs supporters, whether they're in North America, South America, Europe, uh, Asia, you know, anywhere on the world, just kind of bring everybody together and figure out why. You know, it's it's neat to hear people's stories as to why they support uh, Tottenham Hotspur, no matter if they've supported them for 50 years or five minutes, okay. you know. But uh, you guys can find me at TottenhamHotspurWorld.com, and I'm also on Twitter at World Hotspur. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for that, sir. And uh, like I said, obviously, we talked a little bit about it in the prelim. Obviously, uh, commiserations. I'm feeling it too, admittedly, as a Spurs fan, for not taking the trophy. But are we feeling confident that Spurs can uh, get some silverware in the very near future? Well, I think if we take the Liverpool uh, blueprint, you know, they fell short last year and they spent money mm-hmm. in a few key areas that they needed. And they didn't spend silly money, you know, but I think they bought players that were attainable that would improve their squad. Mm-hmm. And so I think for Spurs, it's a big summer, especially if the Chelsea transfer ban is upheld. Uh, that gives us a leg up probably on signing some players. And I think we, we don't really need many players. We just need a few, depending on the outgoings, you know, if uh, – Erickson and Toby leave, you know, those are some big shoes to fill. But I think from a management standpoint, facility standpoint, you know, we we're good to go. I mean, uh, hopefully this is a stepping stone to bigger and better things. I'll take it. Very good. Very good. All right, Drew, tell us a little bit about your podcast on the counter. What's the best way to listen in? Yeah. So on the counter is the podcast that I do. I like to call it the voice of the American Premier League fan. So if that speaks to you and anyone else listening, Check it out on the counter. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or if you use an Android device, Stitcher is the app that you can use to do it. Uh, Every Tuesday and Friday, I do a a new episode, usually about 30 minutes discussing the major news and stories uh, coming out of the world of soccer. And even though I'm a Chelsea supporter, I try not to overload with Chelsea stories. Mm -hmm. This year, of course, there have been a ton when it's Eden Hazard, Mertio Sarri, Kepa, the interim manager at some times <laughs> uh, but i try not to to focus on that uh but all premier league champions league and then every now and then mls if i'm feeling froggy nice we'll take it man and then uh, as a say a neutral in the champions league perspective uh did you enjoy the game did you think it was the right outcome uh what are your thoughts on that oh it was god awful <laughs> it was so bo- well i mean here's here's the thing is i think overall in the season liverpool was the better team so in that respect, yes, I guess it's the you know correct outcome. Um, but I think the, the opening goal just changed everything right. because three and a half weeks worth of planning or three weeks worth of planning for Spurs in particular out the window. And then you see Trent Alexander-Arnold walking at a snail's pace. And I mean, really, that's an insult to the snail every time he was going to take a corner. <laughs> So, I mean, from two minutes in, Spurs were time-wasting. So uh, it was just an odd situation uh, in the game. And this is something I wrote about on my website, drewpels.com. You guys can go and read that. Uh, It's the first article up every Champions League uh, round. I do kind of a recap of the major stories, and that was something I talked about as well. Uh, Yeah, it was probably the worst Champions League final I've watched in... Since I since I became a fan, mm. it it was terrible. Yeah. It was awful. But 
I mean, I wasn't going to turn it off or anything like that. <laughs> well, I think the the build up, the nature of how both Liverpool and Tottenham had got there, was was almost Hollywood esque, right? I mean, Liverpool getting four goals in their game and then Spurs winning it in the, at the very death. You know, it's. It, I think it was almost set up for failure in the sense that we were expecting something even grander, and the way that it just panned out, <laughs> it just kind of wasn't really to be. Just a, a two nil. All right. Cool. So I do agree with you, Drew. I think it was a pretty dull game. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. I'm I'm kind of at a toss up right now. What was worse, the Game of Thrones finale or the Champions League <laughs> final? <laughs> oh man, well that's for our next podcast coming soon. Game of no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, folks, that does uh, that does officially conclude Game Two of the Podcasters Cup. Congratulations once again to Drew, who we will see in Round Two of the tournament. Uh, don't forget to listen to our other upcoming matchups, which will be posted very soon. In the meantime, don't forget to rate us through iTunes and leave us a pleasant review, if you will. You can also follow us on our social media avenues at Kick Corner Flag on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Kick Corner Flag, and Instagram, Kick Corner Flag as well. Uh, any final words, Will? Uh, you know, on- onward is upwards. You know, for Spurs. I mean, it's it's been a great. Uh, season, you know, I guess if if you look at it, you know, playing in two different uh, home venues and stuff, and so hopefully, and from Spurs' perspective overall, you know, the ladies getting promoted, earning promotion to the top flight, the under 18s only losing one match the whole league season. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for them to win the title, and the uh, Spurs ladies reserves going undefeated for the whole season. You know, so if you take those things into context, we had a pretty good year overall. You know, even to come up runners-up in the Champions League. We'll take that. Very good. Uh, Andrew? Uh, well, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, I enjoy listening to this show, uh, even when I'm not on. So this isn't a narcissistic <laughs> thing, as it would be with most other shows. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Drew Pels, D-R-E-W-P-E-L-L-S. And uh, the one more thing I want to say sure. is Chelsea, still the only club in London with a Champions League trophy. Alrighty, guess we'll take it. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.